Obviously, this is the last thing the West Coast needs, but there's more wind, more rainfall warnings in effect for parts of B.C. already devastated by mudslides and flooding. Throughout the day today, they're getting their third wave of this over the last uh, few days. Emily Lassiton is a reporter with Global BC. She joined Carolyn and myself from Abbotsford earlier this morning on the morning show. Abbotsford, of course, one of the hardest hit areas. And we asked uh, Emily, uh, they could be in for another long day. What's the latest? So we are in our third uh, atmospheric river uh, in the week here, and we're in Huntington Village, which is right at the Canada-U.S. border, which is a big worry uh, because of the Nooksack River, which, so I just took a peek two minutes ago at these uh, green sandbags behind me here, and there is flooding from the Nooksack River on the other side, uh, but it doesn't appear to be breaching those sandbags yet into Huntington Village, into these uh, homes around me, so that is good news. Now, the mayor of Abbotsford has said he believes the city can hold its own and uh, is prepared. Crews and military personnel have done all they can to get ready, reinforcing dikes, sandbagging around communities and working tirelessly to construct a portable dam across a section of a major highway. That's Highway 1 here. The water-filled tubes uh, will hopefully prevent floodwaters from spreading. Now, all eyes again in Washington where water levels on the Nooksack River is down overnight. That is good news for areas like where we are today and the Sumas Prairie. But today's rain and the snow melt on the mountains could change all that. Pockets of roads in Abbotsford and the prairie remain closed for safety precautions. Here's Abbotsford's mayor talking about storm number three. The third one is still is still an unknown. We don't uh, everything is holding so I think we're in good shape. I'm, I'm quite confident that unless we get a 200 millimeter dump uh, Tuesday and Wednesday uh, that's a whole different ball game then. All right, some comforting words from the mayor there, Emily. We can see the rain, though, uh, falling as we're talking to you, and B.C. has extended its state of emergency. So what does that mean exactly? Yeah, it is falling down hard right now. It's expected to continue throughout the day and into Wednesday. So yesterday, our safety minister, Mike Farnworth, extended uh, the provincial state of local emergency. So what that means is that it'll allow essential goods. The priority will be on essential services uh, and emergency crews. It also means that we have to uh, ration our gas to 30 liters per fill-up for another uh, two weeks here. So we're talking about mid-December. It also means non-essential travel. So if you don't need to be on the roads uh, don't be on these roads again that is to make way for essential vehicles uh we've got flood watches in parts of we've got vancouver island in the southern interior there's merritt and princeton uh, military crews have also made their way over there to reinforce dikes to sandbag homes so uh we're still in a fragile situation here across bc and we're hoping that this nightmare is over after today all right, there's Global BC's Emily Lassiton with us earlier on the morning show. And for more on this, let's welcome in now Jesse Uppel, meteorologist at the Weather Network, who joins us now here on Global News Radio. Hey, Jesse, good afternoon. Thanks for your time. Awesome. Thanks for having me. All right. Can you tell us a little more about what Emily was detailing there for us? So tell us a little bit more about the weather situation currently there out west. And what exactly is this atmospheric flooding that they're experiencing? Absolutely. So this is the third atmospheric river event to push through portions of British Columbia. Let's first talk about what that actually means, because it has been uh, all across news uh, lately for the last couple of weeks uh, across British Columbia. The term atmospheric river, what does that actually mean? It's a plume of very concentrated atmospheric moisture 
and it's responsible for transporting a lot of the water vapor centered over the equators further to the north. And in this case, a lot of these events have been pushing and targeting areas across southern British Columbia, one after the next, which has resulted in significant flooding. So areas such as Abbotsford, which we've been covering across all programs, um, received their wettest fall on record. So lots of rainfall. It continues to fall with this third event. Just how much rainfall are we talking? Well, this one, this atmospheric river is interacting slightly differently. It is centered further to the north. So we're seeing a lot of the heavy rainfall out towards the mountain ranges across the central coast. But we are still seeing the rainfall across the lower mainland. So anywhere between 40 to 70 millimeters of rainfall is expected to continue into tomorrow before finally coming to an end on Thursday. Um, And this is already adding to what has already been a flooding disaster uh, on the streets, uh, along washed away roads, the mudslides, which we have seen already. Uh, It's not great news, but it could honestly be a bit worse. It could be a lot like the first, like the initial atmospheric river, which has slammed portions and targeted areas like Victoria, like Vancouver, like Abbotsford and Hope. This one, luckily, it's centered further to the north. Um, So we're just kind of keeping our fingers crossed uh, for this to be the final wave that we have to deal with. Yeah, and how rare is this, this atmospheric rainfall? Not only the fact that they've had, you know, uh, three storms sweep through in almost consecutive days here this uh, past uh, week, but as you mentioned, this is the the second bout or the second round of it. Uh, Of course, this was making all kinds of news a week and a half ago. I mean, just how rare is this sort of event? The actual event of an atmospheric river is not so rare, but what is unusual is the repetitive um, activity of it. So one after the next, targeting the exact same areas. We don't typically see uh, very little in the way of breaks in between these act- in terms of these events. Uh, so that's unusual, but it also ties into the state of our atmosphere. We, we heard this term La Nina before. Um, It's a state of the atmosphere that we are seeing strengthen right now, and it does produce more wetter conditions across the West Coast. So unfortunately, we are going to see a continuation of wetter and cooler than normal conditions across British Columbia as we head into the winter months. And what does this mean for winter? I was going to ask you next, Jesse, not only there in B.C., but really right across the country, if anything at all, because we're hearing and seeing headlines of a so-called winter weather whiplash. What's that all about? Absolutely. So that's the main slogan that we're going with uh, this winter. It depends where you are. Uh, Of course, like I did mention, a wetter and cooler than normal winter is expected across British Columbia. That is great news for the ski resorts. We're expecting great ski conditions um, for the for the resorts out across the West. That wetter and cooler than normal pattern, it does push into portions of southern Alberta. So great ski conditions out towards the Rockies, the southern foothills as well. And the cold is going to be focused across the prairies. I know um, as of recent uh, winter weather, um, winter seasons, the prairies have really taken the brunt of the Arctic air, and we're not expecting a extremely cold season up ahead for the prairie provinces, but we will eventually tip cooler than normal across the prairie provinces. That's that dip in the jet stream. We continue to track winter weather across the eastern half, which is going to play out very differently. Across the east, La Nina essentially strengthened a storm boundary entering the Great Lakes, and what that spells for us is 
more winter weather. We've seen we've been clipped by a couple of snow systems across southern Ontario. We'll see a continuation of that throughout the month of December. Uh, and actually, we'll we'll likely see more rounds of snowfall leading up to this holiday season. So great skiing conditions heading into, uh, say, Christmas and Boxing Day for much of southern Ontario, southern Quebec. But we will see, in fact, a reversal. So that that's where that weather whiplash um, becomes more of a story as we head into January and February. We're expecting more of a thaw as we head into January at some point in time for much of the East Coast. Uh, so much of Ontario, Quebec, parts of the Maritime, seeing some warmer, really mild uh, conditions push in through the heart of winter. So that's not so great if you really enjoy your winter activities. We'll likely see more rainfall, more freezing rain, more ice pellets at times. Um, And no actual Arctic air is going to be locked in place. So if you're not a fan of the frigid cold, this is great news. Okay. Uh, Obviously, we're going to be seeing a couple rounds of cold weather throughout the season, but... Uh, overall, we're experiencing or we're predicting a mild winter across much of the eastern half of the country. Only got about 30 seconds here, but just how mild when we talk about into the new year and this thaw? Are we talking plus temperatures, like five, maybe even, I don't know, eight degrees? I mean, double, maybe reaching double digits at times. That's not out of the question. I know as of recent winters, we have seen, you know, a couple of days in February exceed 10 degrees at times. Don't expect that to be locking in place, but... Don't be surprised if you see a little bit of rain in January or February. Mm. Jesse, really appreciate your time and your expertise. Thanks so much for this, and we'll look for you on the Weather Network. Thank you so much for having me. You bet. Jesse Upple is with the Weather Network. We'll step aside, we'll get a break here on Global News Radio. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. <laughs> and Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.